Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash malicious compliance video. So I was checking my statistics, and it turns out that only one of you guys aren't subscribed. So if you don't want to be that one holdout, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our first story of the day is by Mr. CTO. Quit toxic workplace as I was not in company values and left none of my knowledge behind. This was during my previous workplace where I worked more than half a decade. By the time I left, I was in the top three personnel of seniority and knowledge and the most technical system user out of hundreds and hundreds of people. I've done it all, everything from A to Z operations, HR, finance, supply chain, etc. You name it. Anyway, I decided to leave as leadership had changed and everything was going downhill fast. My progression had slowed down and I was not allowed to progress for another two to three years, depending on how I behave. It took me quite some time to find my current job and take this step. However, up to the moment of leaving, my new manager, director, tried to play a power move in a one-on-one meeting and say that I'm not a team player. If I don't like it, I should go. It's okay if I want to go and he would understand. My colleagues are saying that I'm not supportive, etc. This was due to the fact that I called him out on nonsense and others, was not afraid to speak my mind on poorly made decisions, and had to protect my team from his and other managers' mistakes. I rather took the hit than my team. Meeting got quite heated, but I kept my cool and he proposed to meet in an hour or so to think and discuss how I will change and what is my project for this year. In simple words, what extra will you do for the same salary because we don't like you and want to pay you a lot less? Fine, let's meet in one hour. I considered quitting on the spot because that would cause absolutely massive issues, but I decided to treat him the same way I was treated, and my team shouldn't suffer from his stupidity. Cue malicious compliance first time. I came back to the meeting and spewed out the biggest, vilest nonsense I could come up with that he wanted to hear. Oh jolly me, happy days, I am a yes man. Came up with random projects and the values I really, really want to contribute, yada yada. Really gave the effort in my emotions whilst discussing and making this place the best workplace ever, working during my days off and overtimes to succeed. I am in it for all to redeem my poor values. I could have involved HR and sorted it out differently, but this was way better. Anyway, the jerk sort of bites my nonsense and goes with it, giving me a last chance to redeem myself. Not sure what I'm redeeming, it's him who didn't like me, but he's not a complete moron so he probably had some doubts. So after leaving the room, I started the new happy yes man me transformation. I said absolutely nothing to anyone leaving, but I'm fully aware how things spread around. So in the meantime, I had a few interviews and one place caught my eye. They caught me and we had a good communication. I was waiting for final interview. The things were still going downhill and my moron director was being a jerk more than usual. I couldn't wait to drop my resignation letter on the table. Cue malicious compliance second time. I knew my last days here are approaching and was hoping I get out soon. Unfortunately, we had another lengthy one-on-one and he still wasn't happy with everything I do and I should do more and better especially with my type of experience. So I took upon more things. Realistically speaking, I would need at least one more person with exactly the same knowledge as I have to barely manage everything within my contracted hours. 
Worry not, I am a yes man. All the new projects and responsibilities. On the next day, I checked my holidays at the end of the month. If everything is correctly booked as I was hoping, I would give my notice and only have to work half of it due to the holidays. That is, if I get offered the new position. Hours later, I get an email with a new contract and I'm starting in a month. I didn't want to send the email on the weekend about my resignation as I wanted to see his face when I hand him a letter. Waited for Monday, asked if he had a moment, and gave a well-presented letter with my resignation. He asked with a curiously stupid smile, What is this? Well, I don't know. How about you open it up? I said, have a look. To which he came back with, I can't wait. You can tell me. Wow, the cringe. So after not saying anything, he opens it up and suddenly from the almighty warrior and most of the time yelling at everyone, he turns pale, scared, and barely whispering. Uh, oh, um, oh, wow. Uh, yes, that is my resignation letter. I give my notice now and will send over an email. If there's anything you want to discuss, please schedule a meeting. Uh, oh, yes, we definitely have to talk. Uh, oh. So I had an exit interview where all of a sudden he tried to be nicer, not raising his voice and very concerned about what I'm doing. The exit interview was a walk around the facility with some casual questions that I gave vague answers to. Was no point explaining anything more, as his manager was slash is on the same stupidity level and nothing would change. Cue malicious compliance last time. I inquired, before me going on annual leave and also not coming back, if there's anything else I can support with. They say, uh, no, just leave your laptop and access card. Are you sure there is nothing else? Yeah, yeah. Great. Guess you don't need access to the dozen files that everyone uses under my management, as well as detailed yearly, monthly, weekly, and even daily forecasts of activity, hours, holidays, and so on. Forecasts and such were my individual files. The commonly used one was very poor and not detailed at all. Colleague who took over thought she knows what I was doing, but had no idea it would be that hard and failed miserably. So I gave my team all the holidays and shifts they wanted whenever they wanted. Made schedule for at least one month in advance so they don't have to suffer, as I know after I would leave, they would be lucky to have a schedule for even the same week and removed all access from the files I owned and deleted after, ensured there are no traces of backup or of them anywhere, and even formatted SSDs so nothing could be easily recovered even if anyone tried. Last day of my employment, came in, dropped everything off, and left. Heard of aftermath straight away, as suddenly departments spiraled in delays. Forecast was not accurate. Scheduling did not match activity requirements. Nobody working on projects. IT couldn't access my computer for whatever reasons, as well as could not recover any files. Their delay got so massive, it would actually take months to recover with right resources, whilst even not respecting KPIs. There were a lot of technical issues nobody knew how to sort out either. In the end, they had to spend a lot more for extra staff and even technical IT support to do basic things. Most of management team left after I left, and a lot of team members resigned. Rough estimate is that they'll lose millions over the next years regarding how everything is managed and have already lost a lot. If you knew you were holding a place together like this, and you were the glue that kept everything running properly, but your management, your supervisors treated you like dirt and pressured you to do even more and overextend yourself, would you quit and take everything you did with you to make sure they just completely have the rug torn out from underneath them? 
Or would you rather just leave what you have there, get out of there, and leave them trying to pick up the pieces? Let me know what you think in the comments down below. Our next story is by oldman712, sorry, I deleted all the files he told me to delete. My job was to design and write software prototypes for individual high value customers. If they liked it well enough, then a real software engineering team would build the real product. Occasionally, I would run the prototype for a few months while the customer evaluated if they wanted to buy the real project. Now, these prototypes are not a lot of code, but they do run with a lot of data. Even compressed, it can be a terabyte or more. Having done this work for years, I've accumulated a small disk farm of past projects, which can be very useful when a customer asks for something just like we did last year, but with a small change or two. The company resisted buying hard drives for this, but it saves so much time. I ended up buying one or two a year myself until I accumulated about 10 of them figure over a thousand dollars worth of external drives. Then, unexpectedly, management changes. New management thinks they can replace old software guy with a cheaper, new software grad, and I'm laid off, with two weeks to train my replacement. Yes, it's blatant age discrimination, but impossible to fight, so I just went for a graceful transition to my next job. Except I have a thousand dollars worth of personal disk drives with old customer data on them company insists that no ex-employees may take any company data off-premises and all files must be deleted. I don't want to just leave the drives at the company, but they insist I must delete all data before taking them home. So I offer one, they can buy them for me. Two, I'll eventually use them for something else, but I can leave the data on them in case someone needs it. Not good enough. New manager insists I must delete all data and all backups before I remove the drives. Okay, that's what I do. Six months later, I get a series of desperate phone calls. New software grad had been unable to build any new prototypes. Old customers are calling to get old prototypes updated, and new software grad has no idea how to do that. Executive VP is calling to ask what it would take to bring me back to do my old job. Sorry, I've got a new job now, and even if I didn't, I can't just modify the old prototype because you insisted I delete all old copies of it. If I did want to modify it, I'd first have to recreate it from scratch. The code still exists in their source control, but the data is the heart of the prototypes. And that old series of six months apart data we collected is gone for good no matter what. Sorry, you screwed yourselves exactly like I told you it would happen. Hope whatever you saved by hiring a new grad to replace an actual experienced programmer was worth it. I don't know if like you have to actually train these people or whatnot, but I can't imagine in any situation where you tell somebody, hey, these are going to be your last two weeks, train this new guy to do your job, that anybody's going to take that and go, all right, I'll try to train them as best as I can. If that was me and I was told I'm getting canned and this new guy's my replacement and I have to train them, I don't know if that's just overly petty of me, but I would like totally just half butt that. I'll give them the basics, tell them how to pretend to look like they know what to do, then let the whole operation flounder. And our final story of the day is by Corvan, I am the law. A few days ago, the oldest teenager tested positive for COVID, fully vaccinated, so she's doing just fine. So my wife, young daughter, and I had to go get ourselves tested. As with all teenagers, her natural state is isolating in her bedroom anyway, so the risk was always pretty low, but 
better to be safe. As the staff were working their way through the queue at the local drive through test center, I, masked, gave the one that approached us all the details of our situation, at which point she instructed me to put on our hazard flashers so we could be directed to the appropriate queue. Where we are, contacts without any symptoms are simply given rapid antigen tests to take home, instead of undergoing the full PCR swab. At one point while we were talking, the staff member handling the car in front of us looked back and asked our staffer a question. A few minutes later, and we're slowly inching forward, the same staff member that had handled the car in front approached my window. I had taken my mask off by then. It was a warm day and I was appreciating the cool air from the AC in my face. I'd cracked my window about an inch and called through, we've already been seen, thanks. I assumed he noticed earlier anyway, when he talked to the one handling us. The staffer immediately stood back and straightened up and sternly told me, Sir, please put a mask on when addressing me. I attempted to respond with, I was just telling you I'd already been seen. I have a mask but took it off while waiting and didn't want to keep you waiting to give you my quick response. I got about two-thirds through that when he cut me off and repeated his instruction. Frustrated, I curtly said, This is pointless. I have been seen. Thank you. He pushed the point and started getting louder, letting me know he wasn't a regular staffer at the center, but was a law enforcement helping out. He then huffily marched away. Fast forward 10 minutes or so, and we've reached the point where we were to be directed to the appropriate queue. My new friend was now directing traffic to the relevant lanes. As I came to a stop, he gestured vaguely somewhere behind him and said something I couldn't hear through my closed window. I reached down and, maybe a little slower than usual, put my mask on before putting my window down and asking nicely, I'm sorry, I didn't hear you, which lane should I take? He practically shouted at me, I said go to the left lane, now you're holding everyone up. I said well, I wanted to be sure I had my mask on before talking to you through my open window. He said now you're just being a smart butt, do as you've been told. I say I'm sorry, I really don't appreciate the tone you've been taking with me, can I please have your badge number? He says I'm not here officially as law enforcement, I'm volunteering. I say, oh, that's strange, because it sounded to me like you were a police officer giving me lawful directions. He says, okay, I apologize for my tone. Can you please keep the line moving? I say, as you wish, officer. Window up, mask off, cue poop-eating grin, drive away slowly. Disclaimer, among many other groups, I have tremendous respect for both law enforcement and the people working COVID test centers but I don't have much time for people that don't show courtesy in general or shove their inflated sense of self-importance in my face. While I do think that OP probably should have just kept the mask on and rolled through the whole process, I think it's pretty clear that this police officer who is a police officer, until you call him out on it, then they're just volunteering, was acting a bit over the top. I'm not gonna lie, I'm pretty sure for OP it was pretty satisfying being able to just put that guy in his lane and making them apologize for speaking up at you. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories.